The Rojo Show. Welcome. It is wonderful to have you here. Um, I am your host, Rojo. Let me start the other camera. Hold on. The Rojo Show Podcast. How are you? Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Rojo. Shouts out to Lolita for checking in. How are you? Um, Lolita's birthday is in July. I'm thinking about that because uh, a lot of birthday shit going on with me. Two of my exes have birthdays this week. Um, Shouts out to one. (coughs) And then one's birthday is tomorrow. So birthdays are just on my mind right now. This is Aries season. Me being a Sagittarius. I've had a lot of Aries light my fire. So there's that. Um, A lot of topics to get into today. A lot of things to discuss. Obviously, when you chime in on either one of the lives that are going right now, feel free to send in a topic. Feel free to send something in that you want to discuss or something that's on your mind, something that's on your heart. And um, I'll do my best to give my two cents. Uh, let's not fuck around. I'll probably give you way more than two cents. But uh, Lolita, thank you for tuning in. I would love it if you went over to the Rojo Show fan page and watched there because this is streaming from my phone. And I'm about to switch that to Instagram in a moment. Uh, but yeah, lots of things to talk about, obviously. Um, it's been a fabulous week. You see what I did there? Um, so, you know, there's some, some things that we got to get into with that as far as, uh, you know, possible domestic abuse, you know, Emily, Fab, both of them are some are, uh, you know, at least partly of Latino descent. And there's a lot of machismo there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's seen uh, La Bamba. There's a hell of an ass we've seen in La Bamba up there boy like especially for La Bamba to be is that a late 80s early 90s movie slapping the shit out of his sister it was rough <clears throat> but uh yeah um what do I want to talk about I'll just talk about uh you know what's been going on with me I'm now teaching so if you don't know I teach dance for this program in schools now I'm teaching I was teaching uh it, it, I don't want to say my schools are bad but um, my students can be challenging. That's a good way to put it. Um, now I am in a middle school teaching some Latin dance, uh, starting off with the salsa, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I get it popping internationally with the dance moves. If you don't know, now you know. Um, <clears throat> and it's interesting being around middle school kids, you know? Because, uh, well, first off, they're Latin. It's like a mostly Latino school. I got like three black students, and I had to, I had to check these two cats right away, because they was in there fucking around, acting silly and shit. And I didn't want to be chastising these black kids, these black boys, in front of like all these Mexican kids. So you know, I kind of had to, uh, I kind of had to pull them to the side and let them know, like, yo, man, I, I don't want to embarrass y'all. You know what I'm saying? Wakanda forever. I don't want to be in here getting at y'all. <clears throat> and you should be in here just paying attention and, and soaking up this little Latin dance game. Because I know you can do it. It's super easy. And rhythm is imprinted in our DNA. From the drum. From the drum. But I, I was surprised at how many hickeys these kids have. Like yesterday I was in there and I counted like... Five hickeys. These dudes is letting these girls just all over their necks. Hater marks. That's what the teacher, that's what me and the gym teacher was calling them. Hater marks. But whatever. I've had a hickey before. I hope to never have one again, though. I hope to never have one again. I hope to never, ever, ever have one again. Not on my neck. See what I did there? Um, so everybody was talking about, uh, Fab beating up Emily B. 
and that's rough. Um, no jokes about that. But outside of that, um, there's a lot of possibilities for humor, right? I mean, I heard some people saying some dumb shit like Fab doesn't seem like the type of guy that would hit a girl. Uh, I don't really know what that means. <clears throat> because I don't put anything past anybody. Um, It is a good chance that anybody put in the proper circumstances could is capable of doing anything, right? So, like, I don't really know. And, and, and as soon as you say shit like that, I've seen it happen on different levels. But as soon as you say something like, oh, they would never, or I would never, I'm telling you, it's like within 48 hours, you find yourself doing that shit. Pretty, I'm, I'm pretty on top of that. Same thing with like uh, overly praising your spouse. The moment you overly praise your spouse is when your spouse lets you down. I'm telling you, it's what happens. Like clockwork. Phil, what up? But, um, yeah, like, what the fuck? What is a, what is a dude who beats a woman look like? I don't know. So, you know, because he was quiet, that means that he didn't look like he hit bitches? I mean, the quiet niggas be the ones that be creeping and lurking and doing the most dirt sometimes, right? Quiet niggas is the ones you got to catch. That's what I was, this is the watch. That's the ones I was always told. Phil, what's good, bro? Chilling, man, working, doing a little podcast thing. What's good with you? You back in Chicago? I feel like at one point you was uh, you was down in the ATL or something. But, um, yeah, what up to Phil? Phil, me and Phil used to go back and forth with the polo, uh, the polo button-ups, the polo Oxfords in high school, you know what I'm saying? We used to go back and forth. Phil was the darkest dude with, like, the brightest color, so he'd come in with, like, a canary, a canary yellow joint with the full-color polo man. I'm like, okay, I see you, I see you. Next day, I might come in with some kind of, like, window pane plaid, with the with the purple, I had an ill one that was like black with a bunch of lines, black and uh, black, green, purple, a whole bunch of shit. And then it had like a purple, had the purple polo jockey. That shit was raw. Yeah, man, I've been gone for almost eight years in my backyard. That's what's up. That's what's up. Get at me, bro. Hit me up. Good to talk to you. But yeah, I was talking to E. Feel, feel free to chime in on this too. I don't know. Like, okay. I have diffused issues between one of my homies and their girl. I have been the one to pick them up after the tussle. So I see the scratches on them and I can only imagine what may... I'm not saying like bruises or like... I'm not saying like black eyes or no shit. But like there's obviously a little bit of physicality may have gone on. Now... I have never picked up a homie, and he had, like, blood on his shirt. Like, this nigga really just busted her up. I don't know if I could be friends with a nigga like that. I don't know. Like, I know, I know altercations between couples happen. I would even say... And this is going out on a limb. Don't crucify me. But there is a certain level of acceptable physicality. From either way, either way. Because I'm just saying, I mean, think about the typical things that could cause men and women to start touching each other in a negative way. Um, fucking some bitch that she probably thought you fucked. And she asked you if you fucked her and you said no. And you even like went to some great lengths after the initial no to like prove the no or to like enforce the no. And then she finds out. I feel like you are owed like a couple windmills to the chest, right? Like one, two, three to the chest. And then you hug her. 
and be like, damn, baby, I'm sorry. I don't care about that bitch. Damn. I don't know no fucking Kiana. You know what I'm saying? Like some shit like that. Um, but like, like, I guess I would never, like, if I was ever a fly on the wall during an argument with one of my friends, during, during an argument between one of my friends and their lady, and I saw my friend straight up go, okay, bitch, like, <laughs> I don't know if I could be his friend anymore. I don't know if I could be like, yo, you know, let's kick it. After I see him, like, straight up square up with his girl. That's crazy. Now, if you mess with a girl that's, like, your size or bigger, some clear parameters need to be put in place there, okay? I was messing with a girl, state champion volleyball player, okay? She was about 5'10", 5'9", 5'10", something like that. I'm not going to speculate on her weight because I'm not good at speculating at women's weight. But um, I let her know the first time she tried to, like, play wrestle or play fight. She also grew up with a brother that was, like, I think they're, I think they're twins. Like, Irish twins, I think. You know, like that, uh, you know, Pops got right back in it when probably before he was supposed to. But, um... And I let her know right away, like, listen, we cannot play fight. We cannot play wrestle. We can't do none of that shit because I don't know. I don't know when you're playing. You're too big. You're too big for me to definitely be like controlling the situation because, you know, you know, even if if I was to wrestle with a, a smaller girl, just like playing, give me the remote, whatever, however these things happen. There is always the occasional, you know, elbow to the nuts. Girls don't know how to play fight and not hurt nuts. Boys wrestle roughhouse since they was little. We know how to avoid the super, you know, crazy areas. Um, you know, the accidental punch in the nose, accidental hit in the mouth. Like, I know what comes with messing with a girl. But, like, if you try to hold her arm and it comes back up, that can be a jarring feeling if you're not ready for it. So some listen, some chicks you got to make it known right away. Listen, I like you. You like me. Uh, there is not enough of a strength differential here for me to comfortably be like playing around with you like that. Like I'm out. I'm good. Phil just wrote me a letter. Let's see what he said. First off, I try to stay away from situations like that, bro. I have a lot of friends who have indeed laid hands on their partners and a lot of times I do have my judgments, but when I say, but when I say I stay away from those situations, I mean I keep my judgments to myself. I try not to judge people from situations that cause irrational decisions. Let the record show that I don't condone any of it, and I'll never put my hands on a woman though. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you, but the judgments that you're keeping to yourself, they aren't good ones. I don't think. Like, I don't think you keep it to yourself. Like, man, I would have slapped that bitch too. Yeah, I hope you got him. I don't know. I mean, you're saying that you don't condone it. So as those obviously aren't your, aren't your thoughts. But, um, I mean, I can see. Yeah, I feel you, but you, listen, you definitely put that person in a box, right? Like, you definitely put them in a box where, like, Yo, if it comes up that he killed this bitch, I can't... I don't know if I can really, like, be on this nigga's side. Like, <laughs> I kind of know what happened if this bitch come up missing one day. I don't know. I don't know. But, I don't know. That's, I mean, again, you got to kind of be careful with that on both sides because you never know what kind of situation women be getting themselves into. And again, uh, I'm not in any way making excuses for fab or any guy beating up a chick but if if a there are there are signs to abuse right like no guy the first time you do something crazy just whoops your ass or maybe maybe they do and that's how they like shock you into like accepting that shit and it being cool because they just like come off right away like bitch you just stepped on my motherfucking sneaker wow and then they just be like brainwashed. 
Because that's what happens with a backhand. If you backhand somebody right, you know what I'm saying, they become they become a juvenile again. But yeah, what are you going to do? Do you feel the way about Fabulous now? Of course you do. I just hope no pictures come out. Matt Henderson, what up, bro? Where you been at, Matt? Matt, I tried to text you the other day for something. I can't remember what it was. I tried to text you about something. And I realized that your number didn't work anymore. That's why I made that little joke on your Facebook page when you were talking about uh, when you were talking about erasing your Facebook. I was like, man, how would I get in contact with you? Cause I got a dummy number now. What up, bro? But yeah, uh, spring is coming. Hopefully, hopefully spring is coming, and then summer is coming. Hashtag Game of Hoes. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, clap, right. So now that I'm teaching, I can't, uh, get as many, uh, workouts in. I've got to like change my shit up. I've been doing this like weight training regimen. It's like, it's called a five by five. So you do five exercises. You do it five times. For five five reps and five sets. Five sets for five reps. But you do it with heavy weight. The weather's bad for my biz. Hey man, I think I need some um I need some uh some shoes. Like some uh clip-ins for spin class. I need some clips for spin class, bro. Can you help a brother out? And by brother I mean black guy. Still trying to get you on the podcast too, man. Your daughter's like uh super old now, right? She's like uh probably like 10 or 12. I don't want to guess. Never mind. 10 or 12. She's getting big though. I watch her through Facebook pause. I don't want that to sound weird. Uh Tim, what up? Tim is the only person that's on the Rojo Show fan page. Everybody else is on my page. I know about stuff falling off the truck. She's 11. See, I was right there. Boom. Tim, what up? Uh, everybody else is on Jared's page. You're the only person on the Rojo Show page because you a G. Hey, uh, Matt, me and you wear the same size, though, for the record. You know what I'm saying? That, that 12. What is that in European size? Is that like a 52 or is that like a 48? Is that a 52? Because most of those shoes probably come by, uh, whatchamacallit. Well, I look at it in a, in a sense of sheer reality. Tim, Tim, prepare your thoughts on this fabulous Emily B shit, bro. Uh, well, I thought, uh, well, I look at it in a sense. I believe that all parties should keep their hands to themselves, period. And that includes horseplay. I think there are prerequisites to most situations, i.e. conflict, breeze, catastrophe. For sure. I hear you. I hear you. Size 48. Bro, that's what I need. I mean, if a super bright color falls off the truck, that's fine. But you know me, man. I just try to keep it all basic, all black, baby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bradley, what up? Bradley called herself being mad at me. Um, well, right, so we were talking about Fabulous and Emily B, but now I'm about to go into how I'm pretty sure I lost three pounds in the last 24 hours because I have been shitting nonstop. Oh, my God. Matt, when's the last time you've had some good diarrhea? Have you had any like stomach problems in the near in the, like in like in the recent future? Tim, have you been in the middle of an Uber drive and had to like um 
When you're driving in a car and you feel something hard, diarrhea, diarrhea. When you're riding in your bike and you feel, I don't know. <laughs> Bro, I'm saying, but this is how I did it. I fucked myself up. I don't know. Okay, so it was either one or two things. It was either Noah, what up? My man Noah. Noah, what you be doing, bro? We need to link up because I feel like you're like, I feel like you living some kind of life I don't know about. Um, But I think I ate. So, okay. So I be trying to stay on this healthy shit, right? But I have a horrible sweet tooth. So I'm walking in Walmart and I'm getting my chicken because I eat like a half a chicken a day. Um, and I get these like zero sugar caramel chocolate square things. I don't know. But one of them was like 90 calories and then the whole bag was like 380. And I'm like, let's not kid ourselves. I'm going to eat the bag. So I didn't eat them all at once, but I ate, and it wasn't even a bunch of them in there because those sugar-free joints don't come in like the big stupid like Halloween Easter bag. It was like eight. So I ate those eight chocolates probably over the course of three hours. And I had my half chicken and I had a kombucha and I had some popcorn. Bro, that night was no joke. Like, the first one had some substance, but after that, I was pretty much just pissing out of my asshole. It was the worst thing to, like, go out, like, you, you, you clean up, you feel okay, you walk out of the bathroom, you turn around, and as soon as you get comfortable, as soon as you get comfortable, your stomach does that little gurgle, 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 and then you got to go back. Bro, if we want to talk about some real conspiracy theories, don't kick it off with chemtrails, okay? If we're going to talk about something, let's talk about Kennedy, okay? Magic bullet my ass. Bianca, the Easter egg hunt was cool. It rained in the morning, and I think that scared some people away. But, um, but we ended up with a decent amount of people. My mom had some friends come by. My uncle had some friends come by. Uh, why would you put your number up here? And um, and some people from the neighborhood came by and kicked it too. So it was a pretty decent turnout uh, overall. So, you know, chemtrails. Come on, bro. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about some conspiracy theories, can we talk about this whole, these like mass shootings? Do we really think all of these are happening? I am not trying to go out there and say Sandy Hook was not real. That's not what I'm saying. But do we think that some of these things are being handled in a certain way that will funnel reactions to a certain, like, giving us no choice but the obvious? Um, again, I mean, everybody's talking about gun control. I'm all about gun control. I am not about trying to appeal the Second Amendment or none of that shit. Um... Them chemtrails. Ah, I just got that. That that went totally over my head. Maybe if the hair was out, it would have caught it. But I missed that all the way together. Them chemtrails. Nah, I keep it. I keep it pretty squeaky clean. You know, situations like that, you gotta have baby wipes on deck for real, for real. Now, I definitely judge guys who use baby wipes like every day, like every time they take a deuce, they wipe with a baby wipe. I don't know about that, but. You know, in situations like that where you really don't know, you know, it's more of like a, it's more like a controlled demolition coming out of the back. You just got to kind of, or just take a fucking shower. You know, so I am not, I, listen, I have taken some shits where it was just like, yo, I'm going to have to just go take a shower now. Not that I had shit all over the place, but it was just such a, it was such an ordeal that I needed to like cool off my asshole too. Shouts out to all my people with IBS out there. I don't have IBS. I have people close to me. I have dear friends who have IBS. Shouts out to my man, PT. But, uh, you know, 
Sometimes you just got to wash the whole thing down. <laughs> See, why would you do that? <laughs> See, when people go back and look at this, because the Rojo show, like, podcasts always blow up backwards. So, like, podcasts really don't, by the time a podcast gets really famous, like, there has to be, like, a whole back catalog of shit for people to go back through. So, people are going to start prank calling his phone five, ten years from now. You should prank call him and tell him the Cubs suck. Hi, Mom. Uh, it's some dudes going around in Texas saying it's a hoax. Saying what's a hoax? The um the Texas shooting or the uh or the uh the motherfucking package bombers that was blowing up black people, but didn't nobody say shit. Packages showing up in quote unquote affluent black neighborhoods in Austin. First off, there's no such thing as an affluent black neighborhood in Austin. Okay? There's not. Y'all act like Austin is not still Texas. Austin is still very much Texas, okay? And even the even the Austin that's like super cool and like super progressive and liberal and all that. Claire, what up? Claire's one of my favorite parents. Shouts out. Um even that is like If you if you venture too far out of the city of Austin, Oh, you're you're where you know <laughs> you're where black people disappeared at one point, and it's legal for them to carry those guns, bro. Legal. And and listen, it's all is. Come on, man. They got guns. We don't got guns. They mad. As soon as we say something, they can tell. They can tell by our whole disposition that we're not from there because we just move different. Because they got all them guns, but they don't really be checking like they live in the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, they carry them out of a sense of, you know, open range, cowboy. Everybody is that. Everybody. I don't know if they really carry them as, as like, protection. They carry them as, like, everybody has them, so it doesn't really matter. Kind of like how, like, young French kids um, drink wine. Or how countries who have decriminalized um drugs like it's just not it's just not a big deal anymore that's how guns are down there until some niggas walk in and it gets real uncomfortable and and in texas in texas is universal so i'm not saying niggas i'm saying niggas because that's my experience but homosexuals um you know minorities in general like you know texas is still texas bro don't get it twisted they that's a red state that's a red state Okay, you go to your Austin city limits and you go to your uh, you go to your South by Southwest and you bring your progressive ass home. Okay, (coughs) 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 Jesus. Uh, Yeah, but yeah. Very, very. Bro, um, what's his name owns half of Texas? Who's the, uh, come on. Matt, who is the crazy white dude who owns a huge ranch in Texas? He rides around in the motor, in the, uh, in the helicopter shooting, (laughs) shooting wild boars out of the side with a motherfucking assault rifle. Not Don Imus, younger, and he plays guitar. Can't think of his name. Hold on. I should know him because I'm white. Uh, partly, yes. <laughs> partly because you're only one of the only other people still here. You and Tim. 
uh, what is his name? <laughs> Shit, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm sneezing now. And not just because you're white, because you're hella cultured too. <laughs> Design junkie, what up? Trust fund, no, bro. Uh, what is his name? Thanks. <laughs> I don't even know how to start to try to search his name. No, I know Dan Bilzerian. That's the guy who supposedly wished he had his gun for the Vegas shooters because he would have shot back. <laughs> Shut up. You wouldn't have did shit, bro. No, he's older than Dan Bilzerian. He's like an old white piece of shit. Hold on, I'm going to get him. I'm about to get it because... Uh... Joe Rogan wrote something or posted something with him the other day. <sighs> Bro, who is this guy? Ted Nugent. Come on, Matt. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. He says the Parkland student activists are soulless liars. Relax, bro. Can we talk about male birth control? Let's talk about male birth control real quick. I don't know what it is. I think I need to smoke a bowl. Are you saying dude to all my sneezing? My mom's going to say it's because I didn't have a hat on when I took her to Home Depot today. Yeah, he's nuts. But yeah. Ted Nugent is like, uh, I wonder like, I wonder if he's a crazy mother. No, Ted Nugent. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> nah. Pulling you out in the story. Hilarious. Now I get it. Male birth control is pulling out. Bro. I have successfully used the pull-out method for a decent amount of time, okay? Because, you know, condoms make me nervous. It makes the, the whole thing feel real surgical, real clinical. Ugh. Kills the vibe. Um, But, like, uh, I don't see how people fuck that up. Listen, man. Every time I feel like I'm about to come and I think about maybe I should just hold it in there. I hear a baby crying. Literally. I hear a baby crying and then the muscles in the back of my shoulders tense up. Like when I used to work hard labor. And then it's easy to pull out. I feel my life falling in on me. And I'd be like, no, give it here. You're back. Jackson Pollock. We need another, we need there needs to be another joke for coming other than Jackson Jackson Pollock paintings. We need something else. The intro to a living color. That's better. You can do what you wanna do. In living color. I don't know what to tell you, Matt. I mean, 
More and more women are becoming anti-birth control. Fucks with their bodies. All kinds of crazy side effects. Um, apparently, in older women, it makes it harder for them to have babies if they're on birth control for an extended amount of time. So, I don't know. What is happening to me right now? This is not a sponsor. I don't have any sponsors. That don't work. Man, you only got one shorty. You're doing something right. If there was a male pill... When you no, no, why would I take it? So you could do something crazy to my body, have me contemplate suicide, have me gaining weight all in the midsection. I don't even want diarrhea. You take it. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Cletus. You walking back, though. No. Absolutely not. Male birth control. They gonna take all the fun out of it. Yeah, I don't think it's real. I think sperm can bust through anything. Why is it hypocritical? I have never asked a woman to take birth control. I know women who have, and I know women who haven't. But I've never, I've never asked a woman to take birth control. I've never made it like a prerequisite to for fucking with me. I mean, and um, pregnant uh, pregnancy prevention isn't the reason a lot of women take birth control. A lot of women take birth control to regulate their periods. A lot of women take birth control because, uh, I don't know, because they freaks. And they don't want to get pregnant right now. But they still want to get dicked down. And they don't like condoms. So I don't know. Why do you think it's hypocritical, Henderson? Huh? Oh. Exactly. I don't know about a stroke number, but I know... I know if I have gotten too much head before it's time to have sex. And, like, I know if I've gotten too much head to where it might be a little hard. It might be a little hard for me to make sure you get all the way to where you need to go with what you just did. So you gotta be you gotta you gotta be ready to possibly blow early. And every man knows this. If you're over 25, there is no excuse for not having dick control and not knowing the telltale signs of when it's time for you to probably start wrapping it up. Did a man invent the women's birth control pill? Probably, but you're getting into a lot. There's probably more male scientists. Come on, bro. What does that have to do with anything? Did a woman make the male birth control? Hilarious. Yeah, this was, you know what? This was pretty much just shot. You might as well just take this one. 
And then the next one is all yours. Come on, Matt. Matt! Matt! Are you one of those guys now? Because I know you got a daughter. And I know you're you're from... Are you from... Uh, are you originally from Colorado? Colorado might be a little bit like Texas, though. Hmm. I don't know. There isn't a male birth control pill? It's all a farce? Is it a farce? I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting. I don't know. But whatever. Uh, who is Bridget Pokin? I don't know. It's hard to communicate through this, though. It's fine, man. Hit me up, you know? You got my number. My number hasn't changed. Don't put your number up here like Noah. Um, But hit me up. And let's, uh, you know, let's do a podcast and let's talk, you know? Because I just, I just want to make sure my man's still okay. I just want to make sure you're okay, man. I see you out here on these bikes, riding through these trails. And I, don't, I just want to make sure nothing has happened um, to, you know, your balls. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm sure your balls are fine. Pause. You do what? Part of the reason why it's hard to communicate is because you're not using complete sentences, Matt. How about we start there? Okay? I do. I said I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. I don't have the rights to that song, but... Okay. Did we talk about the fat trainers? How the out-of-shape trainer at the gym has the most clients. Did we talk about that? Okay. So I was at the gym the other day cuz I'm usually at the gym getting knees. And um <laughs> and um I overheard these women talking about one of the trainers. And one of the trainers, I'm not going to say her name, but she has if we were to revert back to some archaic time where men judged women by way of a number system, let's just say one to ten. This instructor's body would be a five. Yeah. And as far as as far as trainers, I don't think any trainer's body should be a five, right? Like if you're a trainer, if you're in a position where you're helping other people achieve goals, you're helping other people uh, craft physiques. Yours should be a little better than a five, right? I don't know. Anyway, she teaches these group classes, these uh, extreme interval training classes. And I, I take some of them. I don't take hers, but I, I take other ones. And she literally has about 30 people in there. Twice a week, which is a big class. Not 30, it's probably 10 or 15, but it's a big class. And I heard some overweight women talking about her class afterwards. And they were like, yeah, I like taking her class because she has a body like us. And I was looking at, you know, my trainer. And my trainer's a girl, but my, my trainer's like, you know, 112 pounds, semi-professional boxer. She'll be boxing in the amateur in the uh, the women's golden gloves on April 16th. Like, she she's bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, not only bad because she's a boxer, but like if you saw her walking out, if you saw her walking into a club, like I've seen her in her club clothes. I mean, you know, she's nice. It's nice. Whatever. I don't want to make it weird. That's why my voice is like this. But anyway. And I, it, it was just crazy that, like, I don't know if any guys would, uh, I don't know if a guy would be like, yeah, I want to go with the fat trainer because he makes me feel more comfortable about my body. 
That seems like some like young millennial like new school shit. Can it be that the clients feel like shit? At least I'm better off than trainer. Yeah, but like that doesn't mean anything. Like that's like getting a haircut from a bald barber. Like what the fuck does he know? Can you are you putting your weight loss goals in the hands of a fat trainer? In the hands of someone who seemingly can't regulate their own to a, a certain degree? I don't know. The only reason that my trainer can train me being a girl is because she's got a crazy body and because she boxes. If she didn't have a nice body, I would not look her way, I don't think. I mean, I, 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 I'm sorry, but that, that rule applies with guy trainers too. I work out with, um, like the guys, the, the, some of the male trainers at the gym, like they don't, they don't train me, but I work out with them sometimes when they work out and I don't work out with the fat ones. There's a couple of fat guys that, that train there. I don't really work out with them. I work out with the nigga that plays semi-professional rugby. Okay. Come on. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe women look at things differently. I wish there were some ladies here to chime in. Um, everybody on my page, I would appreciate it if you went over to the Rojo Show page and checked it out there because I'm about to sign off of my page and I'm about to take this over to Instagram. So uh, I'll see you guys over there. Hopefully you'll transfer over to hopefully you guys will transfer over to the Instagram to the uh, the Rojo Show fan page. It's just the Rojo Show. It's got my beautiful pay- face as the thumbnail, and uh, I will be continuing the broadcast there. Um, hope you'll follow us over there to the Rojo Show page because I am getting off of my page. So this is continuing on the Rojo Show page. My page, live feed, is finishing. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Right. So hopefully some of those people will come over. Hopefully some people will come over from my page. Um, the You know, from my personal page to check this out. And to continue to watch. Uh, if not, um, I'm on Instagram now. So, you know, take what you can get. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, uh, what were we talking about? So what are we talking about today? We talked about Emily being fab. We talked about male birth control. The fat trainer thing, yeah, I thought that was crazy. That's like that's like uh, that's like watching a well, no, because a reality show with a homeless person would probably actually be pretty interesting. But how many how many home how how long could you follow a homeless person with a TV show before they wouldn't be homeless anymore? And understandably so. I mean, you know, being homeless would probably not be the goal, right? You probably wouldn't want to be homeless from the show, right? I don't know. Whatever. Kyrie is out for the season. Listen, man. Uh, I don't... (sighs) So in all re- in all in all reality, this wasn't the year for the Celtics anyway, right? Like the year for the Celtics is probably next year when um when uh the white dude comes back, right? I can't remember his name right now. The white dude from Utah who hurt his leg, broke his leg in the first 5 minutes of the first game. What's his name? Gordon Gordon something? So, I mean, this year isn't the biggest. Kyrie going out for the rest of the season. 
I, I guess they're not tanking, obviously, because they're uh, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. This guy said Grayson Howard. It's not Grayson Howard, man, but I got you. Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, right. Um, I mean, I guess they're going to they're gonna develop the rest of this year. They're going to spend the, the rest of this year, I guess, truly devoting time to um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and seeing what they're doing. Um, because they're going to go, they're going to make it to the playoffs. Um, I don't know how the seeding is going to work because I don't know exactly what they're going to (laughs) do. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I know, but Grayson Howard is a, uh, that's a mixture of two college names, ain't it? Grayson, Grayson Allen. Don't you play for Duke? I don't know. Anyway, um, I guess they're going to use just the rest of these season to develop the rookies and the second year guys. But I mean, they're going to do okay in the playoffs. I don't I don't know exactly how the seeding is going to shake up. But um Eastern Conference. I mean, the Celtics are in second place in the East right now. And I mean, they are three games behind the Raptors, and the Cavaliers are five games behind them. So it's not gonna it's not gonna be like a shit year for them. Come on, Matt. Matt, don't talk to me about no golf shit unless you saying unless you're appeasing. To my black sensibility, okay? You know there's only one thing I want to talk about in golf. Tiger's back. Tiger's back. Sergio Garcia fucked, uh, Sergio Garcia was pretty good at one point, right? It was like him and Vijay Singh. He wears a lot of hats. I know that's stupid because most golfers wear hats, but... I just remember Sergio Garcia wearing hats. He was a ch- he was a champ last year, or just any returning champion. Thirteen spot shots on one hole—that's crazy. Are those mulligans every time? Like, what is taking a mulligan? See, where's Phil? Cause Phil was on the motherfucking golf team, and Phil knows this stuff. That's why you gotta have diverse friends, man. You gotta have friends. Oh, okay. That's what's up. I was expecting it to be like one of those young dudes, like Jordan Spieth, or uh, or uh, Bubba Watson. You didn't expect me to know all these golfers, did you? I'm blowing your mind right now, right? I'm blowing your mind. I know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Hip-hop has soul. What up, fam? Welcome to the Rojo Show podcast. I am your host. You are my guest. Um... What other basketball stuff is there to talk about? Um, all that Lonzo Ball shit went over. Nobody's talking about that shit anymore. Let's, can we talk about this year 15 LeBron shit? Listen. I, fuck. Hold on. Drop my phone. When you shoot the ball in the water... Matt's giving me a, a golf breakdown right now. Next, I'm going to ask him for some facts about hockey. Um, when you shoot the ball in the water, when you shoot the ball in the water on a tee shot, you can choose to either take it again from the tee box or the leading edge of the water. 
he chose to take it from the box and plunked it in five more times. Hilarious. That's like that scene from uh from Bull Durham, right? Where he just keeps hitting the ball over and over again. Shouts out to my motherfucking man, Kevin Costner. Underrated. Underrated. But that's because everybody just remembers Waterworld and the Postman. They don't remember Bull Durham. They don't remember uh, Field of Dreams. Haters. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, that really did blow over. What was I saying blew over? Fuck. Was I talking about basketball stuff? LeBron? LeBron in year 15? No, uh, Lonzo Ball. Well, his brother is declaring for the draft. Jello. I hate that I even called him that. Uh, Leangelo. Leangelo is going to uh, 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 declare for the draft. Now, I don't think he's going to get drafted. But he may get picked up for a team on a 10-day or some shit. But I don't see him seriously getting drafted. I could be wrong. But I don't see him seriously getting drafted. Um, what place were the 76ers in? Because I haven't watched another game with Markel Fultz. But everybody seemed to be somewhat impressed with his first outing. Didn't have crazy stats, um, but he did seem unafraid to play the game, which is a big deal. Um, but was he out because he was injured, or was he out because there was some kind of like confidence issue? Like his that whole like shoulder and then his shooting motion. Mikhail, what up? It's good to see you. But um, I don't really know, like, and I think he was, like, practicing with the team a lot, too. So, like, I don't really know how, I don't know the severity of that injury. I don't know what they were calling it or what they were doing there. Could have been some Popovich-type shit um, where they just, you know, put an injury on a player just to kind of sit him and keep him out of the mix. I don't know why they would want to redshirt him his first year, but maybe that's, maybe that's the process. I don't know. Um, I originally got my hair twisted so that I could take them out this weekend for the expo. So I'd have like the afro on fleek for the, for the black women's expo. But now, I don't know. They look better than I thought they would have. Um, this is the Rojo Show, episode 80, looks like somebody's been going through some old episodes, I appreciate it. Somebody's been playing games. Shouts out to Santa Clara, California. Shouts out to Altus, Oklahoma. Ashburn, Virginia. How's it going? Um, Let's see who's checking out the podcast. United States is a top country right now. That's fine. Top cities are the ones I just spoke about. Uh, Buena Vista, Virginia. Mountain View, California. Farmington, Missouri. What's MI? Is it MI Missouri or Michigan? I think it's Missouri. I think it's Michigan. I can't remember. Um, Santa Clara, California. Shouts out to the West Coast holding it down for the Rojo Show. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Again, 
You know I got the email, show at gmail.com. You know I'm on social media, the Rojo Show Facebook page. Get at me. Uh-oh. On the first year in many that Blackhawks missed the playoffs, management came out and assured everyone that the team is firmly in control of Hall of Famer Coach Q in 2018-2019. Okay. So he's not going anywhere, but what about uh, Vic Mensa was recently introduced to the majority white NPR audience in Chicago. What? Wait, <laughs> what happened with Vic Mensa? Vic Mensa's on NPR? What is this? Were they just reviewing his album? Or what were they doing here? Vic Mensa, uh... Hmm. How can I approach this? So. Um... Vic Mensa is okay. He was on Sound Opinions a few weeks back. Okay. So he was just a guest on there. He's, he doesn't have, like, an NPR, sh- like, weekly show. Okay. Vic Mensa is from the south side of Chicago. I don't know a lot about Vic. I know he was in Sidewalk Chalk around the same time or shortly after. uh, He was in Sidewalk Chalk around the same time or directly after there was a big band in Chicago called Hustle Sneakers. You can look them up. Hustle Sneakers was raw. Some might say that Sidewalk Chalk took some of their essence. Whatever, I don't know. These are just things that I've heard in Chicago, being a Chicagoan. Now, um, if Chance is taking the Chicago high road, Vic Mensa is attempting to still keep some kind of allegiance to a street element, if that makes any sense. Um... Vic Mensa is like a... I don't know. I I believe him. I mean, he's never like he's never come off saying like, yeah, I'm the gangstest nigga in Chicago. He knows not to try to play those kind of cards. Um, there are gangster motherfuckers in Chicago, but he does try to ride the kind of. Uh, Lost soul, you know, uh, torn, emotionally distraught, you know, he survived being electrocuted, trying to sneak into Lollapalooza. Like, that's a fun story. That's a true story. But, like, he's, he tries to ride this somewhat emo, you know, um, intelligent rapper gone down the wrong path type of thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, he's cool. His music is good. He, he can rap. I would, I can't, you can't say that he can't rap. Vic Mensa can definitely rap. Um, is he better than the old Chance? I don't know. Because this new Chance, this, this coloring book Chance, I don't care for that Chance. Now, if you give me some acid rap Chance, if you give me some 10 day Chance, I fuck with you. But, um, you know, 
Uh, Vic Mensa's cool. He opened for Jay Z. You know, he's he's a decent dude. I, I listen to his. I listen to the autobiography. I listen to a couple of Vic Mensa projects. Um, yeah, no hate at all. But I mean, I don't know. I guess I would trust him somewhat to speak on, speak to a, a public, speak to like a white majority on black topics. I guess. I don't think he'd make me feel too crazy. Who would I not want to speak on behalf of black people? Um, I mean, any rapper with Lil in his name, I guess. But I feel like that's like a cheap answer. I don't know. I mean, I don't want nobody speaking for me. The fuck you talking about? I'm Rojo, if you didn't know. Speak for myself. I am the Lorax, my nigga. I speak for the trees. That was unreasonably loud. Cheesy with that. So, yeah. Um, it's about an hour and ten minutes for you guys. I'm about to get off of here because I got life and stuff to do. And I, I feel like it's been a minute since I used the bathroom. So, I probably need to go do that. Um, Matt, get at me. Tim, get at me. Everybody that hopped on on Instagram. Uh, v Fresh. Hip Hop Soul. Big Belly Root. What up, cuz? Mikhail, hit me up. You know, talk to me another time. Um, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Episode 80, The Rojo Show. I'm going to hit you with another one sooner than you think. Thanks for checking me out. One. Uh, no, you can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on iTunes. You can find me on The Rojo Show fan page. You can find me on Stitcher. You can find me everywhere. Stop finding me on my personal Facebook page, though. Start finding me here, and I'm going to start getting your attention more. Thanks for tuning in. One.